If you've been around this channel for a little while, you've seen me go from a nutrition only approach to a holistic lifestyle approach, and now we're going a layer deeper. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Sarah Kleiner Wellness YouTube channel. Today I have on Dr. Melissa Sell and we are diving into German new medicine and some of the implications that traumatic events and emotions have on our health. Now this is a topic that does take a lot to kind of wrap your brain around. So just listen and have an open mind. I think that's the most important thing for people and kind of where I've gotten to in my health journey. And when I have children, you know, my children's health and trying to help them the best that I can. They've really been the catalyst for me continuing to dive deeper and wanting to learn more. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with Dr. Melissa Sell. All of her information will be down in the show notes for you. And before we jump into today's show, I just want to thank a couple of sponsors very quickly. The first one is going to be Viva Rays. You can use my code Yogi to save on their circadian glasses, as well as their eye masks, earplugs, as well as low EMF headphones. They are a fantastic source for this. And the second sponsor of today's show is Upgraded Formulas. You can use my code YOGI12 or YOGI to save there. They have a fantastic magnesium supplement that actually bypasses the gut. So if you're someone that has gut issues and magnesium is always an issue, this is a fantastic solution. They also have a hair tissue mineral analysis with a consultation that I recommend if you suspect you have mineral issues. So check them out. And if you are enjoying today's episode, make sure to go down and leave us a comment, like the show, share the show. And thanks again so much for watching. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am very excited to have Dr. Melissa Sell here with me today, who many of you in the community have requested that I talk to. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I love any chance I have to share the five biological laws and kind of just get it out to more people. I am always delighted. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's so just speaking of that, like what, what in the world is that? Or do you want to maybe just give some of your background and then we can jump into these five biological laws because I'm definitely intrigued. Totally. So yeah, like we just uh, said before, recording is I started my kind of journey as a chiropractor. Um, I went to Life University in Atlanta. I graduated in 2012. I uh, practiced all things holistic health, you know, so chiropractic yes. and detox. And I would take people on tours through grocery stores and buy this, don't buy that. And I mm. give workshops every week on the things to, you know, clear out of your home, the toxic things, how to live more naturally, um, all of the healthy living yes. things too. And so that was my full-time, you know, work for several years. And my partner and I, who's also uh, went to chiropractic school, he never practiced. I practiced full-time for several years after school. Um, but he, you know, uh, as a result of our synergy and what was going on with us, we kind of got really interested in internal experience. So perception mm -hmm. and, you know, because despite doing all the external healthy yeah. things, I still had a lot of stuff going on mm -hmm. inside, a lot of anxiety and fears and worries and relationship problems that well, it was not being addressed by simply, mm -hmm. you know, eat this, don't eat that, do these exercises, get these adjustments. And so I went on a journey of like deeper inner work for myself. And I saw how beneficial that was 
would be for my patients if they kind of like, you know, got, went deeper beyond mm-hmm. just, you know, yes, we want to do all the healthy living things, but there was like more to the story. So he and I started uh, that kind of uh, work for ourselves. And we started to develop uh, systems and tools to teach people to kind of get into the inner workings of their psyche, of their mind. Um, and then one day, one fine day, I was I was still working, kind of teaching holistic health and you know natural living. And I was listening to a podcast about magnesium supplementation because I was giving a workshop mm. and I was just doing some research. And so Dr. Carolyn Dean, who wrote the book, oh, yeah. Miracle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's being interviewed by someone on a podcast and they asked her about cancer. And she briefly mentioned German new medicine. Yes. And then carried on with the interview. And I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I had at that point been in the holistic health world for like, you know, 12 years. And I was like, I've never heard this. No one's ever talked about this. And so I went down the rabbit hole and I was like, oh my goodness. I was shocked that I had never heard of it, that like nobody's talking about it mm-hmm. because it, this system, these five biological laws, this map for understanding how the body works makes more sense than anything else I have ever encountered. Mm-hmm. And so my mind was blown. And then since then I've been studying and teaching and integrating and, you know, it's never been incorrect. It's always been 100% accurate. And so this is a system that I teach now. This is the map, the tools that I believe that every holistic, natural, wherever you are and whatever you do, you need to check out this map. I think that's, this is going to be really interesting to hear about because here's the thing that I think a lot of my listeners resonate with is that they they understand holistic health. If you're following my channel, if you're, you know, listening to the show, you're not, you know, you're not dumb about these things, right? I've had so many different guests on with different viewpoints. Dr. Tom Cowan, I'm doing his new biology curriculum right now. You know, so they, the audience, they understand like can do all the things with the toxins and the detox and the parasites and the mold and all that. And still be completely jacked up, right? <laughs> to to be to be frank. And I encounter these people daily, you know, that are, I've done a parasite detox, heavy metal detox, and this, that, and the other. I still feel terrible. And, you know, what I say is you haven't addressed the organism, right? Making the organism robust and able to just naturally handle these things. So I would love to understand, you know, how you approach these things. And and if that is, if I'm on the right, (laughs) on the right track or on the right path and kind of understanding what it is that you do. Yes. So we have to talk about Dr. Hammer's story because this is like where it all started and Mm. what allowed him to put these pieces together, because basically he just did this huge level pattern recognition of what's happening in nature. And it all started with a tragedy in his family. 1978, his son and his daughter are off on this trip um, and they're on a boat and they're just kind of having this great old time. And this crazy situation goes down. There's actually a documentary on Netflix called The King Who Never Was, which Mm -hmm. goes through the drama of this whole story where the exiled crown prince of Italy, you know, he's, he, he shoots a gun. There's this whole boat situation. They're on a boat you know, Dirk Hammer, Dr. Hammer's son is just sleeping on this boat. This prince shoots this gun off. It goes through the wall of the boat and hits him like in the abdomen, you know, and his femoral artery. And he gets, you know, taken to a hospital and his leg is amputated and they try to keep him alive for like three months and he ends up dying. 
Mm. And obviously this is a huge tragedy. He's just a handsome young man and, you know, 17. And his father obviously is completely devastated by Mm. this situation. And after the loss of his son, Dr. Hammer developed testicular cancer, you know, Mm. and he's always been healthy, no cancer in the family. And so he just knew that there was a connection between this trauma and cancer, but he didn't know exactly what it was yet. Mm. Until two years later, he was working in an oncology, headed up an oncology unit, and he had access to a lot of cancer patients. And so he started to ask them, did something traumatic happen to you? Did you lose someone prior to your testicular cancer? And everyone was like, yeah, every man had some type of tragic loss. Mm. Every woman who had a glandular breast cancer had some type of worry in her home, worry for her child, an argument happening in her nest. Everyone who had lung cancer had some type of death fright, death of someone they care about, death for themselves. They were afraid. And so he started to piece together Mm -hmm. that these cancers are not random. They're not happening, you know, just for no reason that there is a map, that there is a reason that the body is doing something intentionally. So that's Mm -hmm. like the big picture of understanding the five biological laws is that nature is ancient and wise, and it does what is necessary to survive in a shocking situation. And so when we have a conflict, a trauma, something that catches us off guard, every tissue of the body has a biological purpose. Everything that's here Mm. is here for a reason. It's doing a job and it has the capacity to shift into like a turbo mode. And Mm. depending on which tissue we're dealing with and which type of shock that we have, the tissues behave in specific ways, which can, if it's intense enough, and if it goes on for a long enough time, be diagnosed as what the conventional world sees as cancer. But he went on to find out that it's not just cancer, but it's every tissue. So a pimple, a hemorrhoid, a sty in your eye, losing your hair, having a rash, every tissue has a conflict that is the source of the adaptation. And so when we start looking at symptoms, so you ask like, you know, how do you, you know, work with this is when someone presents with a symptom, we look at the tissue type and that tissue tells us the experience that the person went through, Mm. the conflict that caused their tissue to adapt, to go into turbo mode, to change its functioning for a survival purpose. And so when we start seeing every symptom through that lens, we don't have to be afraid. Mm. And we know we can pinpoint where we need to go, where we need to do work, where we need to evolve, change our environment, change our situation in order to resolve the conflict and get back to normal homeostasis and normal tissue functioning. Fascinating. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I I have experienced this in my own life and I know a lot of listeners have as well. Like my mother got a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma the same year that my father passed away, pretty tragic death. And she had been for years kind of this like, you know, the one who was carrying the family and doing all the things and super stressed out and working 14 hour days. You know, we don't have a lot of history of cancer in the family, but, you know, all these stressful events and all this stuff happened and all of a sudden she's got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. She's completely incapacitated. And, you know, we were told we weren't going to, she wasn't going to make it through. She's still here today, um, thankfully. But that was the first time in my life that I started thinking like, my mom's just been through complete hell. Like 
that has, it has to be related in some way. And I think people, you know, maybe they uh, listen to Dr. Gabor Mate, like a lot of his work and understand how like there's a trauma piece in health, Mm -hmm. but I, and I love Dr. Gabor Mate, but what I don't get from his work is a pathway through this, right. For people who are experiencing these issues, this trauma, like what it is that they're supposed to do while this is going on. Right. Totally. Yeah. And so it's by when we can pinpoint, this is what this trauma is about. This is what, you know, so if someone is dealing with anemia or leukemia, we have Mm. to look at self-devaluation. If someone is dealing with prostate cancer, we have to look at, you know, the, where they're feeling less of a man, you know, like Mm. what is the biological purpose of this organ? So the prostate, you know, adds prostatic fluid and it causes you to have kind of a, a greater musk. And it's like, okay, how are you feeling less like a man? Is it an issue with the dynamic in your relationship? Are you being demeaned? Is it an issue with your offspring? Are your children choosing not to have children? Or do they have Mm -hmm. some type of health concern? You know, they have conflicts of their own that's preventing them from having children. And now, you know, you're a man in your 60s and you're like, am I going to, is my you know line going to carry on? And you're having this conflict. So the prostate enhances or the boat, you know, so we have to look at what's, what's the organ? What does that organ do? How is it adapting? Because it's like when we can't handle things in our life, when it's too much for us to um, adapt to psychically, the body takes it on, it moves into an adaptation in order for us to survive. And we can Mm -hmm. see the benefit in this. You know, we have to look at our ancient ancestors that every adaptation that allowed the species to continue is programmed in. It's like, this is a good backup. (laughs) This is going to allow us to stay safe and stay alive and be able to reproduce and carry on, um, you know, life. And so that's the, the life principle is survive first and foremost and reproduce, survive and reproduce. So everything, when you can look at your symptom through the lens of how is this adaptation engineered to help me to survive and to reproduce, you know, you don't have to, again, that fear. So, you know, the, um, non-Hodgkins looking at the fear, fear Mm -hmm. of being powerless, heading into danger, danger heading towards me, you know, and looking at the specific symptoms and how they show up is, um, it's so amazing to help a person to look back at that moment in time where they were shocked, where they were, you know, um, part of the, like the first biological law is the kind of essence of the conflict shock. Mm. And so this isn't, and you know, a lot of people will kind of get scared sometimes when they learn about GNM. They're like, oh my gosh, every time I'm panicked, I'm gonna make cancer. Right. That's that. yeah. <laughs> and it's not exactly like that because you know, stresses that we can predict, things mm-hmm. that we know we're gonna be dealing with, that's not a shock. That doesn't catch us mm-hmm. off guard. Yes, it can deplete us. Yes, it can make us more susceptible if we kind of are living in a lot of stress and we're constantly at our emotional threshold, that can make it easier for us to be caught off guard by something. But stress, like as we as we kind of speak about just stress in general, that's not the cause. The mm. cause is a moment where you are shocked, where you are mm. caught off guard, you feel totally isolated, totally alone, unprepared for that information, for that text, mm. for that thing that happened. It's that shock moment that um, initiates the adaptation program. And Dr. Hummer actually found uh, if you do a CT brain scan, 
you can see an impact. So this is like an objective criteria that if you can have a CT brain scan performed without contrast, you can see a, um, a ring formation. It looks like a pebble dropped into a pond. So a ring shape will show up in a certain region of the brain, indicating that that program has been activated. And hmm. Dr. Hammer, he could look at a brain scan and see basically like the fingerprint, the map, uh, the history of every kind of conflict and thing you've ever gone through actively or have already resolved. And so that's another amazing tool that can be used to analyze and to see, you know, what's active, what's been resolved, where are you in this adaptation process? Mm, fascinating. So he uses CT brain scan essentially to assess people's level of trauma, what's gone on and how they've been able, if they've dealt with it or not essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And he was able to, yeah, they did. He had several. So, you know, one of the big things about this is the suppression by the medical establishment, you know, mm. so, you know, he comes up, he, he writes this thesis in 1981, he submits it to the university of Tübingen and they, they don't even look at it. They don't officially look at it. Later, mm. Years later, he found out like behind closed doors, they validated it, but they cannot the medical establishment cannot acknowledge these five biological laws because it undermines <clears throat> everything about conventional medicine. And so all the textbooks would need to be rewritten. All of the treatment protocols, all of the things that we have built our understanding of health upon changes when this gets integrated. And so, but he has had several independent university um, uh, trials, basically. So he'd go into this university and there'd be like a panel of all the university doctors and he'd have a brain scan, a person's chart and, and the person. And basically he could see exactly what was going on with them and got approval. But it's kind of like informal, you know, uh, approval, but it hasn't been taken in widespread by the medical world again, because who wants it to? <laughs> who, right. No one's going to benefit from this um, except for the people. And that's why this is very much a grassroots learn this for yourself type mm. of model, taking it upon yourself to understand how your biology works. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think the big question is, you know, like you mentioned earlier, people are worried, like I'm going through this huge stress. I have no control over it. Um, I know that my body is going through a lot right now. What can I do to keep my health intact and whether this really stressful situation, does the, the model kind of take someone through that? So the model in and of itself, you know, the treatment is in understanding why I'm in this state and getting back to a more biological life, you know, so Dr. Hummer had a lot to say even about just kind of political and societal structure and how everything about modern junk society mm -hmm. is, you know, almost engineered to keep people sick, sick. and conflicted, you yeah. know, money problems, you know, uh, the way that children are birthed, Days mm -hmm. for all of the separation, we have to look, you know, this is a system of living in harmony with biology. It's biological, it's life logic. And so we live in an illogical society where we separate children and parents and we do not have a harmonious family and parents have to work 14 jobs in order mm -hmm. to, you know, keep their, keep food on the table. And so we've got scarcity, we have fear, we have separation, everything about our, our modern world is not conducive to health and harmony and family and connection. 
And so it's, you know, it's kind of radical when you really look at this and you take an inventory of the stresses in your life and you look at how am I living out of harmony with nature and with biology and you know what's it going to take and that's why most people turn to drugs we turn mm-hmm. to the quick fix because we are in survival mode i don't have mm-hmm. time to do deep inner work and heal my abandonment wounds and you know heal my separation conflicts because my parents lived unnaturally and i was dropped off at daycare and i wasn't mm-hmm. given that kind of solid foundation so i just feel ambiently anxious in my life because I didn't have that firm foundation. And so that does take inner work that takes spiritual healing even because, Mm. you know, we have to do the practical biological change. So again, if you're working a job and you're not with your children and your children are sick and suffering, Mm. you know, because you're not with them, it's like, you know, what's the solution? Quit your job, be with your kids, find another way to, you know, to make your income. And that is, extremely, you know, it's definitely possible because people are doing it. Mm -hmm. So never think that it's not possible, but the mind says it's not possible. Society Mm -hmm. says, your family says, you know, so we've got a lot of elements that aren't supportive of us resolving our conflicts, but you know, there's many things that you can do. So if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, I'm the person I'm in that situation. Yeah. There is a resourceful way for you to interact with your life as it is. And that's really, you know, my teaching. So I teach the five biological laws, but I also have programs simply about engaging resourcefully with life, Hmm. thinking in a way that is more resourceful, um, believing that it's possible for you to change your outcomes by changing your mindset, your attitude, your perception of the world. And so, you know, I kind of help people on both ends, first learning the kind of foundational biological map, and then learning how to think, how can I interact with my life in a way that feels more empowering? Because disempowerment, feeling powerless. I can't do anything. Self-devaluation. I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. I'm never going to get it right. Those are two like underlying foundations of most every conflict. And so we have Mm -hmm. to find a way to rebuild your self-esteem, rebuild your self-efficacy, show you the things that you can do. So you kind of can start building a foundation of, you know, um, optimism for creating a future that is worth living. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. I think I will probably get people in the comments because I, I do look at my comments. I probably shouldn't do that, but I do get a lot of people that even with my work where I talk about the importance of circadian biology and connecting with the earth, grounding sunlight, all these things that are mostly free. I get a lot of people that are, that really, I mean, I don't want to say they're, they're kind of arguing for their limitations and they get angry when I talk about these things. Um, and I get it. I mean, it's, it's, it's like you mentioned, people are under a tremendous amount of stress. They have jobs that they're tied to, they feel they're tied to and mortgage and car payments and credit card debt and all of that stuff. And so basically what you're saying is you kind of help people work through a lot of those layers in the work that you do. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Giving you ways to look at your, because again, most people are in um, a victim Yes. You know, that's like the world is against me and there's nothing I can do. And, and, you know, there, there is a sense in which 
that may be true, you know, that you, that the, again, society isn't set up for you to succeed no. and to thrive. It's set no. up for you basically to be a slave and to suffer. Yes. Um, but there are things that you can do. And just by believing that there's, there's ways that I can begin to interact with my world. Cause if anybody's ever done it, that's why we love, you know, like a comeback story, a, mm-hmm. a person who, you know, was at rock bottom and then, you know, built a wonderful life because it shows us what's possible. Mm-hmm. So just by believing in what's possible for you, notice when you're arguing for your limitations, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, yeah, here, this lady's giving me some great advice of things that I can, you know, simple um, things that I can do, go out in the sun, put your feet on the earth, like mm-hmm. get yourself more in harmony with your nature, with how your biology mm-hmm. adapts and thrives, just start doing a couple of those things. And you say, well, I can't do that because of mm-hmm. da, 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 da. observe that. You know, like my work is about awareness, observe a part of your mind, say, this is bullshit and I can't do that. And, you know, notice that and be Mm -hmm. curious. "Hmm, Is that serving me? Is it helping me to have that thought? Is there another way that I could interact with this information that I'm getting for free on the internet? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just the simplest things enrage people that I, you know, this morning I had a post that basically was like, why I don't drink coconut water in the winter. And it was just an explanation of deuterium and how that interacts with the mitochondria and just like a like little science lesson really of like, Hey, it's doesn't grow near me. I'm in Georgia. It doesn't make sense. Like my body is less able to metabolize this and, and use it. Um, and I got so many angry folks. <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, that takes a lot of effort to get angry about a stranger on the internet providing you with information that you can simply just take it or leave it. And I even said in the comment, like in the explanation, like, hey, you can do whatever you want with this information. I'm not going to judge you if you enjoy coconut water in the winter, please enjoy it, like have it, but I'm just telling you why I don't drink it and give you a little explanation around the science, right? And circadian biology, how circadian biology interacts with our biology and with our food and why seasonal seasonal eating makes sense from this lens. However, it just, some guy said I was clout chasing and I mean, really? It's, it's kind of shocking when you, I know you get it too from where you're sitting, how, but you have to think about that. What I try to do is have this lens of compassion of like, this person is really got some, some stuff going on in their life that they have to make an argument or, or a negative interaction with a perfect stranger on the internet, right? Like, what is that doing to their health? Totally. And that inability to even reflect on the fact I'm engaging with this in this way, in this moment, you know, again, it just, it reveals that level of incapacity that this, this petty drama that mm-hmm. I'm getting involved in, that this is what I'm spending my time on. Um, you know, it's, it's some form of low level entertainment, a dopamine hit, a, yes. I gotcha, or I love to, you know, people love to tut tut and you're this and you're that. And they just don't have that capacity to reflect, but some people do. And, you know, we're here to speak to those people, yes. to, you know, and it's great when someone comes out of that or they can start to see, wow, you know, like I do a lot of like, com- I'm in the comments section a lot, right? And it's not serving me. Maybe that's not the best use of my energy and my resources. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I hope you're enjoying today's episode with Dr. Melissa Sell. Just a quick little reminder. I have lots of free resources. If you are new here, if you just are getting started on your health 
journey, you can go to my website. It's www.sarahkleinerwellness.com and go to free resources. I have several free eBooks up to 13 pages long that I've worked really, really hard on because I believe so much in this information and want to get it out to as many people as humanly possible. So if you do enjoy the things I talk about on this channel, make sure to check out those free resources. And as I mentioned in the introduction, all of Dr. Sell's information will be linked in the show notes if you are looking to dive deeper into her work. Let's go ahead and jump back into the show. Thank you again so much for watching. Yeah. I mean, and how is that impacting your health? Because it, it's, I always see like whatever I'm throwing out there, what, however I'm treating other people or the energy that I'm putting out there is, is that impacts me and impacts my health and impacts my family. And I don't know that people kind of look at life or their health through that lens. I think everyone, they get kind of swept up in either the allopathic model, which is very like you know, biochemical and then even the functional medicine model, like you were talking about with chiropractic and toxins and all of that stuff, they, they get into this control space, you know, of having to control everything. And like you said, go through the grocery store. This is good. This is bad. And like, you know, I have so many people and I have a private uh, community of people and it's a, it's like a disorder almost of people just hyper-focusing on these things, thinking like, if I just get like this list of things, right, my health is going to be perfect. And I'm going to get rid of these things. So how does what you're doing now kind of step away from that sort of thinking and that sort of living? Yeah. So we have to look at like the rigidity, the dogma, the lack of freedom. Cause a lot of times people do, they think if I just check these boxes, if I mm -hmm. do this, and, you know, I, I try to help them to see how that is. It's like a religion. Mm -hmm. you know? So we're, we're taught if we do, if we do the good thing, we don't do the bad thing, we'll be rewarded with mm -hmm. that. And, and so starting to see that, you know, the, the adaptations of your tissue, it's not a punishment for bad living. It's mm -hmm. not a punishment for, you know, cause this is how I used to think when I was in that world is I thought that if I got a sore throat, it's because I'm being punished basically. Cause I had the organic peanut butter cup, but it's mm. got sugar in it. And, the, and I had this whole idea and, and I would teach this to people in my seminars when I was in Atlanta, I'd be like, oh, you can't eat sugar. Cause when you eat sugar, it paralyzes your immune system. And then the bad bacteria take over. And that is how you get sick. Right. It's a biochemical now model, right? Exactly. Now I see it completely differently is that when I have an idea of like, I shouldn't be swallowing this. Ooh, I really shouldn't be eating this. Mm. I'm conflicted about eating this. I can't swallow this. I shouldn't swallow this. It's that thought. It is that split energy, that conflict of, Ooh, this is bad for me, you mm. know? And, this is, and so I would get a sore throat because I'm like, I shouldn't be swallowing this. I was conflicted about swallowing something and my body would go through an adaptation of widening the esophagus in order for me to better swallow it down or spit it up. And then the tissue would repair. And so most symptoms that we experience occur when the body is in the repair phase, mm -hmm. when the tissues are rebuilding themselves, you know, so this map shows us there are old brain tissues and then new brain tissues. The old brain tissues um, respond with cellular proliferation. So additional tissue growth. Yeah, they like decide to just continue living on, right? They never die. Well, it's actually, they, they do, they, they are there for a purpose and a reason. So for example, 
um, you know, everything with the the yellow group, it proliferates additional tissue when you mm. need extra juices, essentially. Mm. So yeah. if you need um, like the tonsils, for example, I want to produce extra salivary juices so I can better swallow something down. The tonsils will, will grow. They will mm. uh, become bigger, but it's a temporary adaptation. Once I, it's about a morsel. So the yellow group is about the, I want to get this food morsel. So the classic example is like the little kid who wants to eat the cookies, doesn't want to eat the broccoli. You know, so I want the cookies. I don't want the broccoli. The tonsils, when I need extra mucus to better insalivate a morsel, the tonsils will grow. They will proliferate additional tissue as long as I'm in the conflict. So I'm producing more juices so I can better swallow something down or spit something up. And then once I resolve the conflict, once I get the cookies, once I get to spit the broccoli out, once I'm done with the conflict, the body uses bacteria. So this is the fourth biological law. Bacteria, so if you've got pus all over your tonsils, it's because you grew extra tonsillar tissue during the conflict of not being able to get the morsel that I want or get rid of the morsel that I don't want. And then when you resolve it, those are temporary tissue cells. And so the bacteria and the like the tubercular bacteria, candida, it breaks down. So just like fungus in the woods is breaking down tissue that's no longer needed, that's mm -hmm. what it's doing in the tonsils. And so if you have inflamed pussy tonsils, mm -hmm. that means that you had a conflict, you resolved it, and now the body is decomposing it. And so this is mm. where we have to look at, what was this about? What morsel did I want to get? Sometimes a morsel can be money. It can be some mm. something that represents some type of nourishment, something that I need in order to survive. And so when you can identify the conflict, figure out what it's about, and make sure it doesn't happen again by either changing your attitude or changing the situation, you won't have to deal. So if you've got like chronic tonsil issues, like children who deal with chronic, you know, tonsil oh, yeah. issues. It's like, we have to look at what food did they not get that they wanted, or did they have to eat that they didn't want to eat? So, mm -hmm. you know, because with children, it tends to be very practical. We have to look at breastfeeding. We have to look at like the dynamic and relationship with nourishment from the mother. Um, but when you see it and you understand what the tissue does and how it goes into this turbo mode for the conflict, once the conflict is resolved, the tissue um, remodels itself to go back to homeostasis. It's like, you know, it makes perfect sense. Interesting. Yeah. I think children are the most interesting because they don't have a choice in doing a lot of things and they are responding to their environment and they are like it, things manifest and they, children these days now I see they have a lot more issues. I feel like than they did when I was growing up, you know, I feel like we were a lot healthier, you know, and I, there was a lot less technology, not need to be a meth. We were outdoors more. Um, but I feel like the society is a lot different as well. Like there's, there's so many different factors because if you talk to one person, they're going to say it's all this one factor. It's all the toxins. It's all the parasites. It's all the non-native EMF. It's all this, it's all that. So your, our year view is more like it's more of this emotional conflict that kids are having because of the way that they are, the environment that they're in. Is that kind of the more of the way you look at things? Totally. Yeah. We even look at the moment of conception, like mm. what was going on with these two people when they came together, were mm. you wanted, were you unwanted? Was mm. there a split? Was there mixed energy? Cause all of that has been kind of programmed and downloaded into you. Like mm. if you deal with kind of chronic self-devaluation or feeling like I shouldn't exist, it's like, 
is that messaging that you received during gestation. You know, I've, I've been having conversations um, with people where, you know, they find out that, yeah, my grandma told my mom I should be aborted. And it's like, mm. oh, wow. So these things have very profound impacts on the conflicts and the situations that we find ourselves in throughout our lives, because these patterns tend to repeat if we don't mm. have a resolution for it. You know, so we are looking at lots of different things from zero to seven. Children are in a theta brainwave state, and they're basically in under hypnosis. And so everything that the parents are dealing with, the fights between the parents. So mm -hmm. big thing I focus on in my work is communication and relationships, because I look back at, you know, look back at your life. When did you get traumatized? When did you have conflicts? Oh, when my parents would fight, you mm -hmm. know, I had a terrible fear that my parents would get divorced and like that. And so things like uh, asthma in children, mm -hmm. it's a scare, fright and a territorial fear conflict affecting um, either the bronchial uh, musculature or the laryngeal musculature. And so if parents are constantly fighting and the child feels in this fear, that becomes a track for an asthma attack that mm. becomes, you know, so it's what's going on with the parents, what's going on in the home. You know, if there's, this is a crazy one is like so many, um, I actually, uh, some friend from back in chiropractic school, she posted like, how's everybody's dental health? Because these people eat so healthy, so right. clean. Yeah. No sugar, no grains. Yep. They are, you know, perfect dental hygiene. Their kids have cavities. And it's like, what's going on? How do my kids have cavities if they do not eat sugar? Right. Well, cavities are about a bite conflict. It's about feeling like I cannot bite. I can't bite back. I can't defend myself. I can't mm -hmm. growl. I can't show my teeth. And so when I'm conflicted about that and I'm not able to express it, there's erosion of the dentin. And so that, and so we have to look at who does the child want to bite? Often it's the parent <laughs> or who does the parent want to bite? And the child is in that environment of my mom can't, you know, bite back at mother-in-law. My mom can't say what she needs to say. And so the child is experiencing that bite conflict for themselves. And so it gets super fascinating to have conversations with people. And when you pull the thread, there's always someone that wants to bite. <laughs> and it's always the case. And that's where knowing this map, because, you know, the thing that Hammer put, you know, he said that these are biological laws, there's, which means there's never an exception. Every mm. tissue always functions this way. It's not a percentage of the time. There's not, sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that it's like, you know, how are babies conceived? There's one way. Right. <laughs> and so this is the tissues operate under these biological laws and they do not deviate. And that's why understanding this map, you know, anytime there's a symptom, yes, we have to look at, you know, unnatural environments. Yes, we have to look at unnatural things we're being exposed to in food because mm -hmm. it's not, you know, we have to get back to our biological origins. We have to live a biologically congruent lifestyle, which it sounds like this, you know, circadian biology, that makes a lot of biological sense right. to in harmony in that way. So yeah, we want to be taking care of that. But anytime there's a tissue adaptation, if you've got a rash, if you have any type of symptom, you have to look at this map too. Mm. Yes, the other stuff. Yes, you know, take care of your nutrition, get your right. light, get your sleep and all. do all of those things, but you have to look at this too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I see that, you know, I see a lot of people that go the traditional, uh, functional medicine route. <clears throat> They've done all the testing and supplements and it, they still haven't gotten results. They go to circadian biology, things improve immensely, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better sleeping through the night for the first time in 20 years. This is amazing. I, I, I love this lifestyle. I feel so good. But then there's sometimes the lingering issues and, you know, the functional medicine people are like, oh, test for mold, test for Lyme, test for parasites, this, that, and the other. 
And I don't really like to send people that pathway because I don't believe in it um, personally. But the emotional route, I think, is really difficult for people to look at because there's like guilt and there's shame, you know, especially I think parents like, you know, that maybe they have children or teenagers that are that having issues. And it's like, man, I caused this in some way, like I hurt my children or, you know, like, I think that's really a tough pill to swallow for people. Um, but what you're saying essentially is like, Hey, I'm not going to give you like a death sentence. When you open your eyes to this, I'm going to maybe give you more of like a roadmap to understand and come out of, of these issues. Is that, am I correct in that? Yes. And that is, that's huge. The guilt that, because that's the thing is if I, it, it seems like a, if I open that door to right connection between emotional trauma mm -hmm. and symptoms, I don't know if I'll be able to bear the guilt and the shame of yes. having, you know, unconsciously exposed my child to something that led to their health condition. Mm -hmm. And the thing about that is like, be brave, be brave. You can have, you know, because that's the thing is your child in their life, they're going to, you know, be working off of a certain set of information, make choices from that set of information and later look back on it and say, Oh, you know, I would have done it differently that, you know, now in retrospect, I, you know, I can see how this led to a cascade of unwanted events in my life. Mm -hmm. And so your job as the parent, as the model is to show your child, how do you handle situations where you look back and you say, Hey, I would have done it differently, you know, with humility, with grace, you know, and with, because that's the thing is if you go into guilt and shame and mm -hmm. blame, you know, then you it create more conflicts for yourself, you know, right. And so, right. This was huge for me with uh, chiropractic, you know, because the musculoskeletal system is new mesodermal tissue controlled from the cerebral medulla um, and the, or the, the cerebellar white matter, uh, cerebral right, white matter. And the whole biological program is about self-devaluation. So mm. when I feel broken, when I feel not enough, when I feel like I let my children down, my bones remodel, you know, my muscles remodel, my connective tissue breaks down. And that's where chronic pain comes from. That's where um, uh, anemia, leukemia, when these programs, mm. I feel so broken, like I've done something so wrong. That's where that conflict comes from. And so we have to do our best to downgrade and not let the guilt from having made um, choices at a time affect us at that deep level. And again, that's all part of this navigation process. We all have to have grace with ourselves. We all have to have humility of, I didn't, I, you know, I was working off the resources that I had. I made the best choices. I mean, people do this, have this problem with vaccines yes. and birth choices where they're like, oh my gosh, well, how could I have circumcised my child? What, what was I even thinking? You yeah. know, and it's like, now they see it differently, but they have to, you know, work on not letting that guilt affect them. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's having two children 15 years apart. It's like, I felt like I did everything wrong with my daughter. And now with my son, I'm trying to do everything right, but he still ended up not perfect, you know? And so it's like, as perfect as you try to get it with a, no vaccines and no circumcision and no this and no that there's still little things that are going to pop up. And I don't think you can ever get it completely perfect with any child. And you really just have to like, look at the situation with compassion and, and know better, do better. Right. 
Absolutely. And that, and it's, and the thing is, is we don't come into this life. I don't believe to have perfect parents and to live no. perfect lives and to have no obstacles and no, it's like every, when you look at conflict, not as like this bad thing. And we have as, as a, as a tool for evolution, as an impetus to growth. And so it's like everything, I really love the concept of anti-fragility where every conflict I've had, it doesn't break me and make me weak and pathetic. It makes me stronger. It makes mm. me better able, have a greater capacity to adapt. And that's all it's about. It's about adaptation. Here's a challenge. Ooh, how am I going to adapt to this? Oh, my mm. child has this health issue. How does this family line need to evolve and grow and, you know, break a pattern? So another thing that's super interesting, there is a system called recall healing, which uses the five biological laws as its basis, but also looks into family tree, you know, mm. like what what's gone on? Like, because yeah. you can just come out of nowhere. You come from these lines of people who have dramas and who have like, mm -hmm. is your child named after someone? Are they carrying mm. energy of the unfinished oh, wow. business of That's the person that fascinating. they're named after? <laughs> that is and fascinating so to think about. I mean, you know, my daughter, just like my audience knows, but my daughter is 15 with non-speaking autism and has, we've got a lot going on right now. I'm fortunate that I'm home with both kids and, you know, I have help and we're able to keep them in the family unit, but she's named after my dad, Alex, who had a pretty tragic, sad death and a lot of demons like that never were dealt with, you know, like he, it, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, the implications of, <laughs> of that. It's, yeah, it's a lot to think about. Um, and, and what she's had to face in her life, you know, severely, uh, vaccine injured. And, um, like I said, non-speaking autism, just a, a lot in her life that she's had to overcome and still just dealing with a lot of issues now. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I never even considered that connection that I named her as my dad was so dear to me, but tragic death and uh, just a lot of demons that never were dealt with, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's very, very interesting to think about. Yeah. yeah, Dr. Hammer found that, so there's something called constellations. And so in the cerebral cortex, when you have a double conflict, this is what leads to like psychiatric conditions or, mm -hmm. you know, diagnosed like autism. So it's a combination mm -hmm. autism specifically of a territorial anger conflict and a scare fright conflict. And so mm -hmm. when you have both of these conflicts that occur, you, you shift into a, a changed mental state, mm. you know, so this can um, result in, you know, schizophrenia when a person is manic and depressive mm. or they draw in into autism and they don't speak. Yeah. Um, and so you, you look back at the, the different conflicts that happened. And then also again, like this, the family tree stuff is super interesting. You know, that, um, one of the things in recall healing, they say with autism is that it's like a suppressed family secret that's been around for like four generations. Oh, and so wow. Yeah. So looking into these things and just speaking about the right thing, you know, and, and releasing it and, and, and seeing what is, you know, what's unspoken, what hasn't mm -hmm. anybody ever said, what's been suppressed because all conflicts, they happen again in isolation. I feel mm -hmm. totally alone in this. And so when we give words to it, when we speak it and release it, you know, it's amazing how these transformations can happen. And again, even within, you know, within yourself and doing it for the family line, if there's things you don't know, if there's things that are, you know, like you can't ever know there are, you know, energetic ways to kind of find solutions um, to these conflicts and see great improvement.
So is what you teach, is it all energetic healing? Are there herbs, are there supplements, or is it just purely doing like the emotional work? It's purely finding a resolution to the conflict, you know? So that is like the biological is like the, the biology needs a solution, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we always want to find the most practical, direct, you know, so like with children and animals, for example, you know, you can't give them a spiritual solution. If mommy's right. not there, we're not going to explain to the child that they need a, you know, to be enlightened. It's like, right. no, they need mommy. <laughs> they need mm -hmm. their biological needs met. And so we yeah. first look at, how do I need to rearrange my life practically? Do yeah. I need to quit this job? Yeah. Do I need to replace the pet that died? Do I need to replace the partner that died? Do I need to get pregnant again? If I lost a child, if that's what the conflict is about, like mm. what's the most practical? And then also, you know, sometimes a practical solution isn't possible, isn't, you know, going to work for that situation. Then we need a, uh, an attitude shift, a transcendent solution, a, a way of seeing this situation differently so that I'm not affected in the same way. Mm -hmm. And so this is where, you know, like we, we change the way you're looking at it. One, just understanding this map, mm -hmm. because a lot of people feel like a victim of their symptoms. They yeah. feel cursed. They feel why me, they, you know, have a lot of self-pity about yeah. it. And so we have to look at this is meaningful. This is happening for a reason. Your biology mm -hmm. is not against you. Mm -hmm. Your body is always working for your benefit, for your survival. And so, you know, that's like mindset shift number one. This is happening for me. The symptoms are telling me something. I can pay attention to where I am in this adaptation process. Um, and then we have to look at how am I viewing this? What am I telling myself? What is my you know, again, what is this inner programming that I have? Am I worthless? You know, what did my parents, you know, teach me? What did I observe mm. when I was young? What was going on with my parents when I was conceived? It's like this, all this programming, it's through the awareness, you know, and, and what the teacher of recall healing, you know, he talks about like the quantum principle of like, mm -hmm. you know, when you look at something, if you don't look at it, um, it can't change. But when you look at it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and he brings in kind of um, Jungian uh, philosophy too, mm -hmm. of like, you know, the, uh, until the unconscious becomes conscious, it keeps showing up in our life. And it seems mm -hmm. like, well, it's just, I'm just destined to experience this, right. but when we bring conscious awareness to the stuff that has happened in our life and we, you know, we accept it, we acknowledge it, and then we release it and transform it. And it gives us permission to go on to live a different destiny. You mm -hmm. know, when you, you know, there's um, some transgenerational work, Mm -hmm. That's very helpful for kind of processing, acknowledging that family member in the ancestry that suffered, that suffered in silence and no mm -hmm. one ever heard its story. And so it just got suppressed through the generations. You know, there's symbolic, energetic ways for you to just release that. So yes, it's energy. Yes, it's mindset. Yes, it's practical. It's kind of like, it's a lot of different things. It's changing your physical environment. It's mm -hmm. living, you know, and that's where when people do really well, when they, because I saw wonderful results when I did kind of the traditional holistic eat better exercise. Right. I think a lot of people do see the needle moving when they do those things for sure. For sure. Because as you're doing it, it's not just the, it's not the just mindset the is like, yeah, you're shifting. Yeah. And you're aiming to get to this better place and you're hopefully envisioning that, you know, that's, that's what I think is so important. And that's, you know, I con conceived my son after two years of infertility, multiple losses, went through fertility treatments, they all failed and then adopted circadian biology and what I call quantum biology. 
And the mindset was the last thing for me because I was doing all the things. And until I would sit in my bed at night and meditate and literally sit like this, like I was pretending to hold this baby and I knew it was a boy. And I was like, I'm holding my baby boy and I had his name and everything. And I was like, you know, until I started doing that regularly and feeling him here and feeling those emotions that he was already here, the next month I was pregnant. And you know, I think that that's the place that people have to get to with all of this is like, can you see yourself? Well, can you see yourself in that place with that, you know, the, the goal that you have in mind? I think that that has to be done universally. Absolutely. Totally. Like using your imagination for good and not evil because you're constantly imagining things getting worse, worse. And worst case scenario and what happened. That's the thing is a lot of people, they when they do have that, them, they, they imagine this isn't ever going to go away. This right. is never going to get better. I'm never going right. to sleep again. I'm right. never going to be well. I'm never going to be in a relationship. I'm right. never, never. And so we have to stop imagining that <laughs> we yeah. have to start seeing the outcome that yeah. you want. So there's, there is, there's discipline and, and, uh, using your mind and directing mm-hmm. your conscious attention and your focus, uh, to a new end. And so that mm-hmm. is a, a beautiful example of like, see the thing you want happening, mm-hmm feel as though it's already real. And so, yeah. yes, there's so many different like principles that we can activate in, in schools of thought and, you know, mm-hmm. spiritual, you know, what are your spiritual beliefs? What do you believe about existence? You know, right. we kind of have to go there too. Yeah. It's the biggest picture. So, you know, there's lots of, uh, so many entry points, so many ways for you just to chill, you know, so mm. much of this is about chilling out, mm. <laughs> relaxing, not living in a state of constant panic and tension. Yeah, we want to surrender and trust, trust the flow mm. of life, you know, so there's so many different things that you can do just to like, you know, and if you feel overwhelmed by it, notice, oh, my mind is telling me, oh, it's so much you have to do yeah. and you're never going to get there. And it's like, yeah, watch that voice. And it's like, okay, is this helpful? Is this the only way I can talk to myself right. about this? Mm, I love that. Well, I'm sold. Like I'm ready to sign up. So <laughs> for anybody listening, how can they find this work that you that you do? Learn more. What's the best way to 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 do that? Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel that has a lot of great videos that you can mm. get started on. Just look up Dr. Melissa Cell on YouTube. My website, drmelissacell.com. I have a blog post that has all the getting started um, with GNM and you know German New Medicine is also called uh, Germanische Heilkunde or Germanic Healing Knowledge. And mm. so there's um, you know there's books. There are there's a study course from Dr. Hammer's approved lecturer Helmut Pilhar. And so if you're like a studier, if you're like oh I want to learn this whole map, I want to integrate this into the work. Work I do, which I highly recommend. There is, um, you can either buy the tutorials like one at a time, or there's a bundle. Um, and so that is what I recommend for kind of like the practical study knowledge of this work. I do teach a class um, on Mondays called the language of adaptation, where mm. we dive in. It's a 90 minute class and we talk about a different biological program. I'll give examples of like, you know, celebrity health issues and stuff I see in, in and just kind of weave it in. So like you can see, you know, I give a lot of examples. I've been watching Little House on the Prairie uh-huh. about the <laughs> indoctrination and the things that we, you know, see. So that's a, it's a great uh, forum for asking questions and really just like, how do I start to wrap my mind around this? So um, there's that class. My partner and I also, so we uh, teach these other classes called Resolve and they're all Mm -hmm. about now that I know I have a self-devaluation, I have an abandonment conflict, I have a territorial anger. These classes are designed to kind of give you 
strategies, tools, perspective shifts for downgrading, for seeing the situation differently. And so that can also be found on my website under courses. So, and I always have just stuff going on to like teach people and help you expand my podcast. Um, you know, if you're just like, okay, just want to dabble, go to the YouTube channel, go to the podcast. Um, there's the website, uh, the Learning GNM website, that is like a great resource to like read about all of these things. So mm. and that's all on that blog post. So dive in. I mean, it is, it's a whole entire world. It's going to yeah. rock you. It's going to kind of like make you change certain ways that you look at things, but it's so worth it because mm. this, this is, this map is so consistent. It is based in embryology. I mean, the embryology aspect of it just blew my mind. Mm. So it's, it's such cool stuff. And so I'm very excited for your audience to check it out and to dive in. Awesome. And I'll make sure I put all those links down in the show notes, because I know that people are definitely going to be searching for it. So thank you so much for being here today. It's been amazing to chat with you. Yeah. Thanks again for having me. Super fun talking with you too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I had to wrap my brain around a lot of the stuff she was saying. I'm still kind of processing it, but I think it's really interesting information and another thing to take into account when we look at our overall health. So again, check out all of her programs. They're going to be linked in the show notes for you. And a quick little thank you to my sponsors, Viva Rays and Upgraded Formulas. And a reminder that you can get all of my free resources on my website, www.sarahkleinerwellness.com if you are looking to get started on your health journey and you're not ready to take the plunge by buying a course, lots of free eBooks for you over there. And if you did enjoy the show, please head on over to Apple or Spotify, leave this show up to a five-star review. And if you've already done that, thank you so much. Please share the show in a Facebook group, Instagram, with a friend, with a family member. Word of mouth is the best way to get this important information out there. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for being part of this amazing community. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon.